Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see, where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day working to live on purpose, and now we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty Divine Creator, as we grow from strength to strength, we give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love, and forgiveness as we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being. In the name of the Father, the Mother, and the Child. Amen. Mut Kanshu. Ashe. So let it be. people and welcome to the queen stand up radio show happy sunday to you i'm april diane i am your guest host i am your host (laughs) and um i'll be your guest today (laughs) but no seriously last week if you joined us you know that we talked about the illusion of death that was a really great show 
Um, we were with Elsa um, Bayaskov. Elsa Bayaskov. Great show. You can listen to it at queenstandup.com. Um, and, yeah, good show. Today we're here to talk about cultivating a joyful marriage. I love the, the topic. I love the title. What does it take to create a joyful marriage? That's the question. Over time, we've learned that marriage entails more than what we thought. First, the institution of marriage is a spiritual journey. The wedding day is when we vow to the world that we are making the commitment to take the journey with the person we've chosen. But the success of the marriage happens along the way. And I also believe now that the success of the marriage happens as you prepare, even before you meet your mate, you know, as you strengthen your relationship with yourself. But we'll talk about that. With two people every day recommitting to their initial commitment as they journey through the experiences of life together. This initial premise to make this commitment every day is a big part of what makes a marriage joyful. So what else is there? We have invited a couple who have managed to still find joy in their marriage through the tests of time. And now they are committed to share about what has made it successful for them. If you're thinking about getting married, if you are preparing to be married or looking to reclaim the joy in your marriage, we invite you to engage in the discussion with us along with our guest hosts, Esther and Mordecai Fence, authors of What Makes Our Life a Success. If you're interested in, in, in joining us live, if you're listening live and you're interested in joining us, dial in to 929-477-24. To indicate that you would like to comment or ask a question because we really would love to hear from you. So um, definitely feel free to connect with us. Thank you so much, uh, Mordecai and Esther, for joining us today. How are you? We are fine. We are great. I'm very happy to be on your program. You are such a good and uh, spiritual person that we love. That's part of our journey <laughs> and before oh, we go any further we want to we want to join you to thank god that god has put us in the in our road to have met you and that you have been so kind to invite us to share uh, the wisdom and the experiences that we had acquired through our 54 years of marriage oh we're honored to have you 54 years wow Wow, amen. that's a long amen. time. That's right. And when I seen you guys, it was almost, I felt like you guys had just gotten married. The, the joy that I saw in you, your, your connection with each other was so strong. That is true, because uh, every day when you wake up, the first thing you do is you thank God for giving you another day of life. And at the same time, you thank God for being in the relationship that God has put you. We have to be, 
we have been very privileged ourselves that we are uh, soul made and God gave us the uh, privilege and understanding of uh, when we met that it was that a spiritual attraction that God wanted us to be together so that we can help one another to grow. Mm. So you 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 were already in that state of mind when you met each other? Which state of mind? How, how the, state of, yes. the state of yes, mind of, of gratitude, you know, of having, you know, the, the, the wisdom to be grateful for every day of life. Definitely, you know, as I, I know that uh, I was, Esther was just uh, a... I learned along the way. <laughs> he taught me all these good things. <laughs> that is, that oh, is correct. Wonderful. I happen to so be very means... privileged. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, tell. no well, I was going to say that I was... Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say that I was very privileged that I was born in a family where uh, my aunt Raquel, okay, she was a very spiritual and very devoted and dedicated person. And she taught me uh, a lot already from an early youth. And uh, as a matter of fact, she predicted to me that I uh, was going to meet my my wife, the one that's going to be my wife. And she described it to me the way that she was going to be. And... Uh, it was a, a fabulous experience to go through. Oh, that's amazing. I was, yeah, I was going to ask you, so it's possible for two people to meet and grow together um, more in love and more connected. Is of that course, a part uh, of what happens in marriage? Well, the the... The one thing that we describe in our book, What Makes Our Life a Success, we specify that uh, the attraction first comes physically, physical, in other words, we fall in love with the, with the body, but at the same time, uh, we are uh, actually uh, influenced by this uh, spiritual world, okay? Now, okay. It's, up to, it's up to each... Uh, each one of the individuals to uh, be able to to see uh, what is the essence and what is the purpose that God has to bring them both together to create a circle of life and to create a, a love life that uh, they can have a family, they can uh, go through all of the trials and tribulations, grow spiritually, help one another to grow more and everything like that. That's the okay. thing that we ask us whenever we go to a review or something. What makes your life a success or your marriage? And we say, mm-hmm. well, the first thing is that, you know, every day you have to compliment your partner. You have to love and always find the good things that they have done and keep reassuring that. And respect is the most important thing, you know, with each other, respect is God, and compromise. Sometimes you have to compromise in a lot of things, and that helps a lot. Yes. 
Okay. Because I hear authors, you know, often that, you know, if two people aren't um, equally yoked, then the marriage is not going to work. But from what I'm hearing, that you were more spiritually connected, Mordecai, and Esther was not. But because of your union, you know, and because of who you are, you were willing to help her evolve in that aspect of her life. So you were stronger in that area, and you helped her to evolve more um, in that area. And Definitely. So for I, those, I, I have to say honestly that she also has been a, a tremendous help for me to grow because then she had okay. allowed me to see many other things that I that I was not aware of. So that means that we had helped one another, and that's the reason why God put us together. Okay. Well, did it frustrate you at any point? Because sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating um, for some people, you know, to have to, I guess, teach their mate or help their mate with their weaknesses. Was it frust- Did you find it frustrating? Um, no. You know, you have no? to be open. And listen, and listen, sometimes you don't agree with everything, but you have to be open and then find out that, that is, it works, it's correct. Yes. Okay. Yes, it does sometimes give some frustration because uh, mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like a person that is uh, very wealthy, okay, and that person has millions of dollars. And he, here he comes and... Uh, he says to you, April, I want to deposit in your account a million dollars. So then mm-hmm. now <clears throat> he's, he's, he's watching what are you going to do with that million dollars. And sometimes he's not well accepted and it's just put aside like if it's not valuable. But then you see how later on then you realize that uh, you do have all that wealth there in the bank and you're not using it. And you say... Well, let me start putting to use all the money that uh, he had been granted to me. So replace the money with knowledge, with the spiritual growth. And and that's how uh, the person that is sharing uh, can get frustrated when it's taking a little bit time to be able to understand and comprehend what actually uh, can be comprehended easily according to that person, and that's where uh, you had we had we had learned the art of compromising. Mm. So how how did you get there? Like what you know, like was there a, a moment where you just decided, you know what, I have to like. I, did you get to a moment where there was conflict in your marriage and you were just like, you know what, this is, this way is not working? Did someone come into your life and, and, and offer you guidance within your marriage? Or did you just know to, that you needed to stop and pause and take a look, um, that the marriage was more, you know, it was worth more being together than it was having an argument or a disagreement? Like what brought you to that pivotal moment where you guys were open? You see, uh, April, in order to answer that, we had to go back at the beginning. When we okay. uh, were going out together, we used to uh, uh, 
we used to uh, meet and uh, read books and uh, uh, talk about uh, the future of our life and what life is all about and sit down there in the Canarsie Bay there in, in Brooklyn uh, and I spent three, four, five hours. <clears throat> and, you know, most of the other cars that were sitting there, we were, uh, they were actually engaging romantic, but we were engaging spiritually to actually to prepare our road to our life. And the one thing that I... He was always teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never stop mm-hmm. teaching. But the one thing that I told uh, Esther, I says we had to take a bow and commit ourselves that uh, we are going to go through this uh, union that God has put us together. I know that you are my soulmate, and I'm sure that you're uh, understanding that I'm your soulmate. So uh, if we make a promise that we will never talk about uh, a divorce or separation, whenever uh, we are faced with any uh, trials and tribulation, that we will always talk about everything that uh, is happening, and we will always try to make up, uh, and we say that we are going to kiss our rings. As part of our uh, commitment to our marriage, so that we will continue maintaining that circle of, of love that God has given us, because that's what actually the ring represents, is that it's a continuing circle of love. It doesn't stop. It doesn't end in any point or in any intersection. It's a continuing circle of love. So whenever, whenever, if there is listening there that are uh, listening, that are just uh, falling in love and they're going through uh, on, their, uh, uh, on their road to success in marriage, they have to make a decision that it's not only the vow that they're going to take that day of the wedding. They have to make that vow every day. Every day. And they have to make sure that uh, that they go against of what the natural realm of uh, what's going on in this world today. Well, I'll, uh, I'll get together and we'll, we'll join our life, we'll move together, and if it doesn't work, you go your way, I go my way, and this is actually what the fashion is all about. And that's not what God wants us to be. God wants us to work things out and to be able to help one another, to be able to be understandable and to uh, motivate one another and to help when the other person needs encouragement and to always uh, be there to have a good listening ear. That's important. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So you you started your marriage with a different with a a very unique premise that it was go- that it was going to be a spiritual journey that you would grow and evolve together on. That's so beautiful. I love that. that is- so it was big. It was bigger than just you know, the wedding, it was bigger than, you know, the, the fact that this is what everybody does. You wanted to grow together and you started with that conversation. I think that that's very important. Um, and I love what you said about not talking about divorce because that happens a lot in, in some relationships when things get tricky that immediately that like the first thing that comes to mind can be, can't do this, you know, 
instead you guys said, okay, this is an opportunity for us to, to grow deeper and to get more connected. That's right. That is a message that God is giving us through all our trials and tribulations that uh, uh, wants to help us grow. So instead of saying, I'm out of here, I'm divorced, uh, you go your way, I go my way, and make things worse, when actually deep inside in your spirit, you know that... Uh, you can work it out and get, a, get out mm-hmm. of that hole. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. correct. So, because um, it, it, your marriage was about growing for you. It sounds like you guys were both in a position that you were coachable, teachable, right, and wanting to learn. And that's, that's to me, that sounds like it's a key point in being married or being in any type of relationship. You have to be willing to grow and evolve and, and to change and to hear the other person out. And, and a very important part is actually to enjoy each other present. You know, since we got married, uh, we had the uh, blessing and the opportunity that we were in business together. Okay. So we started our business when uh, I was 18 and Esther was 17. Okay. And, uh, of course, business itself created tremendous pressure in your life. Uh, you know, the finances, the uh, uh, the delivery of the goods, the uh, uh, the people that you're working with, uh, the pressure from the government and the inspectors and everything like that. And uh, as an early age, we always manage and we, we thank God uh, that uh, that I had that teaching from my aunt Raquel that uh, she told me always to be persistent and perseverance. I had we had also had many many teaching because then we had gone through a lot of uh, different motivational courses, spiritual courses. We also have uh, mm. many good friends that had had helped us grow. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we we have like what we call uh, a havora, in other words, uh, a, a getting getting together that we meet like every month and. Uh, <clears throat> Mm. We are uh, several couples there that we meet and we talk about different subjects in life. So constantly you're looking to grow in the spiritual Mm. realm. And that is actually Mm -hmm. what what makes a difference. Uh, I love that. You started with the, you kept that at the forefront of your relationship is that you were looking to make it work. You, 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 you positioned your marriage so that it would work by surrounding yourself with the tools. Like, you prepared. You prepared and you had your tools in place, like surrounding yourself with the people, you know, with friends, getting together. You made that an important part of your marriage to have a strong sense of community. And we and we were very fortunate uh, to come from uh, a good family. You know, was Esther's okay. uh, mother and father uh, were very knowledgeable and very wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. and uh, Esther's mother was always there uh, to help us and to make uh, our life as easy as possible. Uh, let's say that, for example, when uh, our son Easy was growing. So she would look for ways to say, uh, 
why don't you uh, bring Easy uh, uh, over here and and you go and you guys go ahead and take a weekend off and uh, so that you can have uh, a time for yourself. And she will give us uh, advice and she will always uh, come across with very wise things. And uh, mm. my father-in-law was uh, wiser in his own way. He was a little bit rough in some way, but when you look at Dip, what he was saying, he always meant very, very well. And mm. the same thing with my mother and my father. You know, my father was a very wise person, very okay. quiet and, and a person, introvert. But when he had the opportunity, he would express also his uh, spirituality. The words of wisdom. The words of wisdom, mm. as he called it. That's I'm important. We were very, we are very loved and the family. is very good and mm-hmm. together and always for each other, helping us in every way that they can. And my mother, you know, she was very spiritual as well. And uh, okay. she will she will always uh, uh, incline me. Says whenever you are in doubt, uh, look for the presence of God and the good angels and the good spirits will always guide you through whatever tribulation. Don't let despair or angry uh, take you away from what God has prepared for you in your life, and you will always be successful and have abundance. She always used to say to the me, uh, she says, uh, I had seen you that uh, you have a tremendous sense of uh, balance. And that is a very important thing to have in a marriage. In other words, you cannot be just because you got married, you cannot be all, let's say, for your wife or the wife or the husband. Okay, Okay. once children come, you already have to start balancing. You have to participate and share with your with your children, but at the same okay. time, you have to know that uh, you have come from different circles of life that had joined together in your circle of love. Okay, her family and my family, which when we joined, we vowed that it was going to be one family. Okay, so therefore, you had to be able to balance and to share times with uh, uh, with our. Uh, extended family, her parents and mm-hmm. our parents and our brothers and sisters. Uh, so this way, uh, <clears throat> you balance between work and the uh, pressure of trying to make a living together by keeping your, your, uh, uh, life your life together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. That, is, that is an important mm-hmm. thing to always take into consideration to be able to balance because, and Mm -hmm. then that takes away actually the spirit of selfishness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because what happens sometimes is that when, when a person, uh, when a couple has a, a child, okay. Then the mother, the wife, uh, uh, start taking care of the, of the baby as, as it should be. And the husband feel like he has been rejected or he has been put aside mm. or he has been put in second place. And that should not be that, that way. It should be that the husband has to step up and share with the wife the responsibility of growing a baby and taking care of the baby. And, and when he does that, then spiritually he gets that satisfaction 
that he's collaborating into what mm. actually he was called to be. Do you understand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that is a, a tremendous balance. Wow. No. I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing deliberacy. Hold on. I feel like my phone is causing a little bit of feedback. Hold on. Okay, maybe that's better. All right. I'm hearing a lot of I still hear the static, but sorry guys about that. A lot of deliberacy um in your approach to marriage. I hear a lot of intentional and, and and the word cultivation definitely comes to mind. But it's like you got really clear about the type of marriage that you wanted to have up front. And as a result of that, you implemented certain tools and techniques. And you it was the mindset that you cultivated over time. Like just the idea of choosing to redirect anger toward connecting with allowing God to, to communicate with you. Um, it's a different mindset of a person who does that because sometimes we can be so ego, you know, centered and we want to have our way. But you saying, no, like this is a whole thing that's happened. This is a unit. It's not just about me. It's not just about her. It's not just about them. This is about us. So I have to, we have to do what is best for the whole team, not just one Amen. individual. And I think that's that that's huge. That's beautiful what you say. A team. We are a team. We always been a team together. That's perfectly. I love that. In our uh, in in our book, we call it. Uh, 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 it's all about we and not I. Okay, it's one of one of the subchapters that we that we talk about, and you said it uh, right. so clear and like uh, like if you were reading from our book. <laughs> it's uh, uh, because it's the essence of of the universal teaching that the good angels and God uh, teach each one of us. Okay, we have to put aside the selfishness that is everything about I. Society today teaches to be you, number one, you, number one, okay? And actually, God teaches us that we are one of the whole integrity, the whole universe, and we, and when God puts us together in a marriage, it's that circle of love that, uh, that he wants us to grow and grow with it. And we realize that when we take that attitude, not only do we grow spiritually in knowledge and in faith and in kindness and doing good deeds, but we also grow in uh, having abundance in our this materialistic world. So God rewards us and uh, brings us to the next level by us doing the right thing. Because mm-hmm. we don't allow the negativity and the uh, dark influences to uh, overcome us and separate us and create this harmony that uh, will interrupt the blessing that God wants to give us. Hmm. I love that. What advice do you have for someone who's out there who maybe just doesn't have the privilege of... You know, having come from 
two families with that mindset of work things out where one person may be feeling like they are um, having to take on more of the responsibility of the marriage, more of the, the teaching aspect, more giving more than they feel like they may be receiving from their partner. Well, the one advice that uh, comes to my mind is that uh, our first family or our, is our creator, God. And we can tap to our creator. Even if we have been uh, uh, actually disorientated because uh, we come from a broken family or because uh, 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 our partner come from another broken family and they had seen nothing but uh, drug and alcohol and smoking and, and anguish and fight and all of those things. Well, we say, okay, that's enough. That hasn't worked for us. Let us start tapping into the influence that God wants to uh, uh, want us to have. And when we do that and we incline our eyes and mind and we start uh, talking uh, as a unit, and says, "Come on, we have right. been, we have been living a life of emptiness because actually we had concentrated inward. The world wants us to concentrate to be selfish, but we can uh, uh, we can amend those. And I know that there is one that can help us, and that will be God. And God will send all of the good angels to teach us." And then we can join together with a, a religious group or join to, with support groups and uh, read books and uh, learn and start growing and amending ourselves because that's, that's what it's all about. Because uh, try to picture yourself that, you, that the person comes to the end of their uh, life on that stage of uh, unhappiness because of they had let themselves carried out by all of the bad influences in our in this life. And uh, what are they going to answer to God? So I gave you the opportunity to grow. God will say to us, I gave you the opportunity to tap into my uh, power. I gave you the opportunity to recognize that I have angels all over this world to help you grow. And uh, you had just been concentrated in me, 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 and why not, and why this, and why that, and not got uh, got into that place. So uh, just snap out of that uh, bad influence and come to your sense and come back to God, the creator that created you and gave you that soul and gave you that family. And start, okay, uh, one step at a time, okay? Like they say, you take one step and, uh, you know, the the whole thing will open up, okay? Also, you have to change first. You cannot change the other one. First, you have to, if you change yourself the way you're talking to the other person, because we always, sometimes if we want to fix something, uh, we start complaining, this is what you do, do, do this. But if we change ourselves first, put uh, in uh, in their shoes, even the then the other person will start seeing that you are comprehending them better, 
you are doing good, and that will bring a change. That is so true. What I so, so you're you're basically saying that one person can be the catalyst for the change in a marriage. Right. Definitely. Definitely. In other words, we cannot say, "What you did this to me," and continue bringing back. Uh, you know, all of those uh, bad memories and those things, because then you will continue rolling and over and over in the same thing. But if you change and you say, uh, instead of saying, you did this, this, this you know how, how much I love when you come in and hug me and kiss me? I want to kiss you more and more. You know how much I love when I see you taking care of the baby and uh, telling me what a beautiful baby we have, uh, and, and when you start planting those seeds of love and understanding and faith, then uh, everything starts coming to you. You see what I'm talking about? Ah, uh, I do see. So as the individual, you shift your focus regarding your mate. So you're taking the more time to highlight your mate's strength and what I mean. you are focusing on in there and in, in them. That does take some intent. Like you have to really be mindful. It takes mindfulness. It takes deliberacy. It takes cultivation. Right. And I, I really feel like it takes practice. Mm-hmm. An effort to do, you know, because sometimes then you hear something that you want to snap and go up, but you have to control yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, and, mm-hmm. and when you're inviting your other, your other, your partner, uh, sometimes the they're not ready for it, okay. And you have to have patience. And uh, and when you think that you exhausted the patience, you ask God for more patience, and God will give you that patience. But the love and the affection and and the way to be able to treat a your mate is the one that is going to influence and say, wow, you know, look how beautiful. Even though that I, that I treat her, let's say, uh, bad, and, I, and I'm always uh, uh, saying frustrated, ba- frustrated <laughs> and uh, being sarcastic to her and insulting in a way or, uh, or joking, uh, using her name to, uh, to degrade her. But she still uh, loved me, and she still showed me that uh, that she's there for me. So that is the actual, the essence that sometimes touch the other person. Then to start saying, you know what? Maybe there is more to life than just being sarcastic and uh, and uh, creating all of this this harmony, and I start experimenting. And from there on, you will see nothing but goodness. Uh, you know the the force the forces of darkness will always try to be there to try to cripple one of you in many ways and pre- and present you with uh, obstacles but that's where uh, the faith in god uh, comes you know, to be yes mm-hmm. god i was going to say you know spirit just brought to me something really profound, um, the why behind 
the energy that's being presented. When I think about myself, you know, um, I have been studying myself intensely and working out my personal personality kinks um, so that I can have, because one of the things that I value in life is having strong, positive relationships. And just trying to understand where, you know, my the insecurities come from, where anger comes from, and why it comes up for me. And one of the things that I realized about myself is that somewhere along the line, I received a lot of criticism, just whether it was growing up, just I had people around me who were very critical and constantly pointing out your flaws, what you did wrong. I, I feel like it was a theme, not just me personally, but that was the energy that was around. And um, I just realized that. Like, So when someone tries to give me feedback, um, I really have to consciously think about where it's coming from now. Like, it's coming to help me grow. It's not just that they're trying to attack me or point out, you know, my wrongdoings. It's because they're trying to help me grow. Um, I know that I've evolved in it because before when someone would try to share information with me, I would take it as criticism and I would not want to receive it at all. I would shut myself down and I would go away from them, you know, or the situation. But now I actually take some time to say, is is this true? You know, do I need to look at this? And, and, and how can I apply this wisdom? It's also about the delivery as well. You know, so the reason that I mention all of that is because like when you're in a partnership with someone, you have, if, if you have to pay attention, if you love them, you have to pay attention to them and their responses and also your delivery and how you share information. Um, one of the things that I've learned, techniques that I've learned as a coach is the sandwich, you know, aspect. And that's like making sure that you compliment the person as well. You know, so you, you sandwich maybe a f- some feedback in between some compliments so that it doesn't feel like a blow. And then there's also momentum. If you're constantly, if, if, the, if, you, if you go around someone and you're constantly, all you're doing is giving them just criticism or feedback, then when they see you, that's the energy that they're expecting. So you have to also think about how much have you fed their spirit with good, positive energy? How much have you complimented them? You know, do you always just come around to give them feedback or to criticize? Or do you take the time to acknowledge the good things that they are doing in their life? Amen. Queen April, if, if, if I may say it on the air, I want to take this opportunity in the name of God to tell you that you had listened to the message that God had put in your heart and have been courageous enough to be able to go forward and put the, this uh, uh, radio podcast to be able not only for you to grow, 
but to help others grow and to help and to share the knowledge that God is giving you constantly. And by doing that, you're also receiving that knowledge. So therefore, if in the past, you, as every one of us, uh, had gone through criticism and to say, no, you cannot do that. No, no, that's that's not going to work. No, 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 no. But you over, overcame all those negativity, but put it into a positive wavelength and tried to share it with everyone. And you have to continue doing that. And it's going to grow to a bigger scale and bigger scale because God wants to make you grow and God wants you to continue helping others to grow. Amen. That's yes. Amen. I agree. I agree. So in that aspect, I, I wanted to say mm-hmm. something that when you say about something meaningful, you know, uh, even before the times that we had the computers and that we had the cell phones, I always uh, did something positive for for my wife. Okay, where I will put in a message on her car, on the window, okay, just uh, to let her know, you know, today is another day that I had the opportunity to love you. Oh, I thank God for uh, having you in my life. You're so fantastic and you're so beautiful. Or, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, I when I woke up this morning and I look at you, I saw the, the radius of God. Uh, shining through you and and we're so glad that we have uh, our son easy that he's such an inspiration and so many things that I used to do even before we had computers now so we take the time I send the message through the computer I think <laughs> or a text mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. always always to compliment because uh, when we were all growing don't think that you are the only one that had all of those skeptical uh, things and, and negativity. Each one of us and each one of the listeners had gone through that because uh, uh, here it is, you know, if you have children, you will be able to know when the little baby is growing and they're going to go and try to touch the outlet. You say, no, don't, don't throw, no, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> okay, so... Everything is no, no, no. And we have to find a way of how to teach our children so that they don't uh, implant on their mind that negativity constantly and that they will and just go to them and say, mm, this is bad. Okay, so don't touch it. So instead of going ahead and from across the hall, uh, yell no and no and no and, and always keep saying no and you're not going to be able to you watch out you're going to fall okay no if you think that they're going to fall go closer to the child and embrace them and says I love you so much you're so beautiful you know and instead of giving a negative influence uh, throw that positive uh, influence into them so that they know that uh, they are loved and they grow with that love. So it was great that that God gave you the opportunity to transfer those negativity into a, a positive outlook and that now you are 
not only growing, but you're sharing with others to help us, all of us grow. Amen. Thank you. Um, Happy to be on this side of the knowing because it does leave you, it helps you to be less defensive and it really helps you to, to grow. It helps you to be more introspective and grow. I'm going to take a little break. I would like to share with everyone. You shared, you, friend, shared with us some beautiful music. So I want to share yes. a little bit of the songs that you, that you and Esther wrote. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that. We'll be right back. Okay. created you to be um, really beautiful song. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's nice when you get to a point where you are desiring to be what God created you to be and you're pulling your attention inward and you're really trying to understand why you or how rather you can use the wisdom that you have gained through each experience to help add value to this life experience, to other people's lives, you know, and for the next generation. I think that's one of the biggest messages that we share here on Queen Stand Up is to get to a place where your experiences are being transformed to wisdom. And by in, through prayer, contemplation, introspection, you can find the wisdom in the experiences that you encounter. And so that's such an important aspect of living is to, to do that, to go through that process. You know, I often say that it's like you're, we are researchers for life, you know, for God. And we're, you know, out here in the world and we're doing all this research and then we go back into our um, homes and, and we spend that time in contemplation to find the wisdom through the experience. So definitely we want to be what the divine, what spirit created us to be 
and how God created us to use the information. I want to go ahead and um, listen to Miss Sandra's moment of power now, and then we'll come back uh, and connect with Esther and Mordecai um, before we close. Okay? So stay tuned. Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for Miss Sandra's moment of power. Mama's on. She's dropping them jewels. Mama's on. Better listen up and you'll grow. Good morning, queens and kings. Cultivating a joy-filled marriage. Marriage is what you make of it. Two hearts coming together with love, peace, and joy that started because two people showed interest in one another. Cultivating a joy-filled marriage takes giving and taking on both parties. Communication is key when you are married. As in all relationships, there will be days that you will need to take a walk before responding to an uncomfortable conversation. We must also remember to respect one another's private and personal time. Along with that respect of private and personal time comes trust. In a marriage, we are not attached by the hip, but have agreed to love and honor usually amongst witnesses of a host of family, friends, and the eyes of God. In a marriage, we must be mindful that you are responsible as part of the relationship that creates joy and what makes you happy and what works in your marriage. What works in one marriage does not necessarily mean it works in all marriages. Cultivating a joy-filled marriage is equal to a long-lasting friendship. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Romans 12:10. Be blessed until the next time. Happy Sunday to all. Happy Sunday. Thank you for that. I love, Mom, that you talked about the tools of of taking a walk, you know, um, taking a break from one another, giving space, identifying, redirecting your behavior when something intense happens or some conflict happens, you know. So that's, that action is, it says that you want to make it work. You know, instead of adding fuel to the fire, I think that a lot of married people, successful married people, they have that practice of knowing, you know what, this, let me just walk away for right now. This is not a good time to have a conversation. You know, um, people who have healthy relationships in general, they understand that the friendship or the marriage is more important than being right in the moment, you know, getting their point across. So they're going to step away until um, it can be best received. Uh, do you agree with that, uh, Mordecai and Esther? When you, when, you, when you guys have conflict, do you have a technique that you use? Um, yes, it's better to not to, you know, you know you're right or you may not be right, but it's better not to have a conflict that show that you are right. Because if the more you try to convince the other person of your point, that's the worst. It keeps going. It's true. How do you mm. talk? They, they have a saying that it's better to be, uh, I forgot at the moment, when it, when it happened like that. It's better not to be right and, and giving 
than a static a fight for nothing. That it doesn't, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you say, oh my God, we were talking about something that it doesn't even matter. Why were we fighting about that? And we have gone through <clears throat> through situations like that because there's always in the spiritual growth, uh, there is going to be some rough edges that needs to be polished in both sides, okay? Um, and of course, uh, uh, when we talk about walking away from that moment, okay, and saying, well, let's not talk about it. No. Uh, I, I, we visualize it differently. Uh, let, uh, we just, we used to go ahead and embrace one another for a few minutes, just without saying anything. And after we embrace from one another, then we says, uh, okay, let's pray and let's talk about this in a sensible way and in a bright way so that we can come to a conclusion. And especially before going into bed, we have a habit of kissing each other uh, a, a ring. Okay, to make sure that mm-hmm. we remember the bow that we made on that circle of life that God has given us. And we we make up and kiss, and and things look different, so different the next morning, and so full of bright and and wisdom that God had shared with us. But sometimes, if we walk away, uh, we are only extending the argument by not actually confronting the conflict with the presence of God and the good angels. Do you understand what I say? So that's it's my better heart. to have peace than be right. It's better to have, yes. That's, the, that's what she always says. It's important <laughs> to have peace than be right. You know, and uh, there is uh, uh, there is so many uh, little things, okay, that integrate that circle of love. Okay, it's not only one thing, you know. What uh, I didn't get her, her name, the lady that uh, just say, uh, she said it in such a beautiful, simple words. She were right to the point about, you know, communication, respect of one another, and to be able to allow each one of us to have our uh, time for ourselves, okay? Because uh, even though that we are a, a circle of love, okay, we have to remember that as individuals, we are one spirit incarnated in one body, Attached to the other person, okay, that is our uh, married couple, to that is going through the same thing. So therefore, there is certain evolution in each one of us spiritually that we have to uh, uh, allow each one of ourselves to grow together, but being individual. So she said it in a very beautiful way. Very, very, very nice. I hope to meet her. Absolutely. I hope that we can meet her sometime. Oh, I'm sure. That was my mom. I'm sure you could can meet her. So where can we find your book? You can find our book in www.makelifeasuccess.com. 
That's our website, and there it tells you a little bit about the book, about the author, and you had an excerpt there, and you have our contact. And the other form. And the other form. You know, there is not too many reviews in this because we, this is just brand new, started this year. So whoever buys the book and read it, please uh, write a review and comment whether it's also positive or negative. Now it's also available in Amazon and um, uh, Barnes and Noble and all of the other uh, uh, distributors. Distributor. You can you can have it as a ebook <coughs> uh, for three dollars and ninety nine cents. Or the other ones, uh, the soft the book, copy, the soft okay. copy, or the hard copy, and they will ship it the next day. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I want to thank you, Esther and Mordecai, for coming on to our show today. It was such a pleasure to connect with you. Very refreshing and enlightening. Um, as they mentioned, their website is www.makelifeasuccess.com. And the name of their text is What Makes Our Life a Success? A message that will bring inspiration, success, abundance, and peace by Mordecai and Esther Spence. So definitely head on over to Amazon um, or to their website. They even have a mailing list. So join and subscribe to their mailing list as well to get some feedback and some uh, messages from them throughout your week to help you to stay inspired. I want to thank everyone in our community for taking the time to listen to our show today. It was a pleasure and a joy to be able to provide this conversation for you all. Until next time, beautiful people, be well. Today's show was such a blessing. Join us next Sunday, March 3rd at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss Finding Your Voice as a Leader. Our guest host will be Paul N. Larson. To learn more about Paul Larson, please visit his website at www.paulnlarson.com. Until next time, and always, beautiful people, be blessed. And queens, stand up.